This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Burn Foundation. The Grossman Burn Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www.grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org. Or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information. In this episode of Rolling with Ray, you will meet the incredible Deborah Kerper. Deborah has been living with lupus since the age of 20. When she was 29 years old, she had her knee amputated and has since undergone over 36 surgeries. In 2016, she had a serious vascular problem resulting in the amputation of her left leg. Deborah is the owner of Easy Access Travel. She has over 30 years of planning trips for special needs and seniors. Deborah travels around the world and is an accessible travel specialist. She will tell us some of her challenges as a physically challenged traveler and how she overcame her adversity. Come and follow her journey. It's my honor and privilege to introduce you to Deborah Kerper, the accessible travel specialist. I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Yes. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up and, you know, what was your childhood like and, you know, <laughs> a little information about that so our viewers and listeners sure, sure. can hear that? Um, you know, I grew up in many places. I was born in New York, actually, the Bronx. And then when I was two, we moved to North New Jersey, Passaic, New Jersey. At 10, we moved to the suburbs of Chicago. And then let me think, oh, in my junior year, no, my sophomore year of high school for two years, we lived in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And then my senior year, I was just heart sick. We had to come back to Chicago. And then I ended up going to University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. So my dad got transferred around a lot and that's why we moved. Um, but other than all the moving that was not fun for me, um, I had a really nice childhood. I was the middle of three girls and um, we had a very close family, wonderful parents. And my sisters are my best friends to right. this day. So you pretty much grew up in the northeast section of the country. And so uh, where the weather's up cold sometimes and oh, yeah. the summer are beautiful. Blizzards. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So uh, can you tell me what lupus is? Yeah, 
So lupus is an autoimmune disease, and it's commonly described to the layperson as an allergy to oneself. So what does that mean? It means that your body can attack your various organ systems. And um, I was kind of a rare case because I started developing some symptoms which were arthritic-like when I was in my 20, at 20, the age of 20, after the birth of my first child. And I remember going to the doctor kind of laughing. I said, oh my gosh, I think I have arthritis in my knees, you know, and here I am 20 years old. Well, the doctor was young and um, had a lot of foresight, took some tests and it turned out that I had lupus. So it was very unusual to be diagnosed that quickly with lupus because it's an imitator of many things and and to this day people go on for a long time before they're actually diagnosed with with lupus yeah wow well thank you so much you're doing well for yourself looks like and uh you've had an incredible career so uh, i know you're the owner of easy access travel Correct. can you tell our viewers what that is yeah, well, it's a travel agency. It's nothing fancy. I'm a travel agent, but I specialize in working with um, people with disabilities, primarily mobility disabilities, although over the years we've had people with vision and hearing impairments and developmental disabilities. But um, I started this 30 years ago and at that time, I was a single amputee. Uh, in my 20s, after I was diagnosed with lupus, I got pretty sick. I developed a bone infection um, known as osteomyelitis in both my legs. I actually used a wheelchair for six years, and at 29, I had my right leg amputated. And, you know, then life goes on. You know, you deal with the different things that are thrown your way. And I had a brace on my left leg. I still was having surgeries on my left leg, too. Yeah, you, you've had over 36 surgeries. Yeah, a lot of surgeries, maybe more. Who knows? I stopped counting. Right, <laughs> you right. know, I'm not real proud of that number. But um, So what got you interested in, in travel and, yeah, and starting? Yeah, so um, 30 years ago, um, the lupus affected my central nervous system and I had some seizures and I was in intensive care and basically the doctor said, you know, you can't work. I had gone back to work. I worked in a doctor's office at University of California, Irvine. I was like an administrative assistant. And he said, you know, you shouldn't be working. So I went out on disability and then I was bored. I'm a doer, you know, it wasn't like, yay, I don't have to work, no. And we, I lived in Southern California at the time, and we had a great community college network. And I got a flyer in the mail for adult ed, and it said, travel the world. I thought, wow, this sounds like a fun class. You know, I Absolutely. don't know how I'm going to do that. But I took the class, and it turned out that it was the first course in a two-year curriculum to become a travel agent. So we, the, they were going around the class finding out what was the reason people had signed up for this program. Well, by the time it got 
to me, I had listened to what everybody said, primarily, um, you know, I'm starting over or I want a career where I have the ability to travel, where I can work part time and where I can possibly work from home. And I'm thinking that that sounds perfect for me. And then uh, the light bulb went on and I thought, you know, I'm going to specialize in people with disabilities. I mean, I just put it out there knowing nothing, (laughs) absolutely nothing. I hadn't even done very much traveling. You know, as a kid, we did road trips. And um, I just stayed with this program. I loved it. I started learning. I went to the library because this was before mass computers. I found three books on the topic of accessible travel, all written by U.S. authors. I called them all and I picked their brains. And I did that many times. And then it started out very slow. I made a commitment to myself that I wanted to do this, but I would do it very slowly and methodically. And I would never abuse somebody's trust. Sure. You know, I would take their needs very seriously. I would not go outside my comfort zone if it was dealing with somebody else, you know, who needed my help. Uh, Then in 1995, there was an organization called Society for Accessible Travel and Hospitality, and they were going to have a world conference in Florida. I booked myself a ticket and off I went, all by myself, you know, knowing nobody, but I had read things. And when we changed planes in Dallas, I got on that flight and this lady was coming down the aisle and I thought, I recognize her from these things I've read, right? Right. And I said, excuse me, are you so-and-so? I said, yeah. I said, oh my gosh, I thought I had met a celebrity, right? No. I said, oh my gosh, are you going to the conference? Yes. And I expl- you know, told her about me. Anyway, we became dear friends and she became a sort of mentor to mm-hmm. me. I had said to her at one point, if I have any questions, can I come to you for help? And I remember her answer so well. She said, absolutely. There are always going to be more people who need our help than we're going to have time for. Sure. So we need people to do this. You absolutely. Know? And the business grew, like I said, slowly, methodically. And um, now I'm considered an expert in the field. Absolutely. I love every moment of this, you know, I don't even want to call it work, career (laughs) that I do. It's been wonderful. I've been, um, you know, I'm on advisory boards like Royal Caribbean and Celebrity, their disability advisory board. I was on Virgin America, but they got taken over by Alaska Air and... So as a physically challenged traveler like I am, and of course wheelchair bound, uh, what do you suggest or what do you recommend for somebody that's wheelchair bound, uh, the form of travel? Uh, You think it's easier by water or a boat, uh, in a car, or travel by airlines? Uh, What do you recommend for, for people? That's a great question, right? And the number one choice of physically disabled people who want to travel is typically a cruise. And that's because unlike hotels, cruise ships are very consistent. 
I can pretty much guarantee you what you're going to get on a cruise ship. Whereas if you tell me you're going to a hotel in Atlanta, um, I don't really know what it's going to be like because they don't have the same kind of guidelines for accessibility. Right. For those that are listening out there, I, uh, I will be taking my first uh, <laughs> uh, cruise uh, with uh, your group and, yeah. uh, in March of 2024. A year so from tomorrow. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited <laughs> about that. And I guess you'll be coming on that, on that I trip. I will be you, there. Right? Absolutely. I'm excited because uh, I think we're going to be going to Cozumel. Or, That's right. And, uh, Castamaya and Castamaya. Rotan. And where else? Rotan. Rotan. So. I'm excited about it and looking forward to it. I can't wait till March of 2024 gets here. It'll be here quicker than we know. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Deborah, what other challenges have you experienced as a physically challenged traveler? Well, you know, one of the biggest challenges is fear of the unknown. And anybody who becomes disabled or is living with a life-changing situation, uh, that is so real and we've all experienced that fear of the unknown you know and so you're going into like uncharted areas you don't know what that hotel room is going to be like which brings in my second biggest challenge is the fact that hotels are really a thorn in my side because there is so much inconsistency how they define the word accessible is all over the place it could mean one grab bar over a bathtub right well somebody that's in a wheelchair full-time or somebody like me as a double amputee we need that roll-in shower absolutely you know we need that attached shower seat because um for me if i don't have feet to put on the ground and they give me one of those little flimsy chairs i'm scared out of my mind because it, it moves, you know, it, I, I just won't transfer on it. I tell the hotel, look, you don't want me on the floor any more than I want to be there. So this is the kind of shower chair you need to go out and buy. And I have a picture in my phone of those large transfer benches, which have uh, more stability. And I said, these are about $50. Find the Home Depot or Lowe's and please sure. go buy that for me. And I've lost count on how many of those chairs have been purchased wow. <laughs> for wow. me. So what are the most accessible places that you have seen in the world for somebody that's either like a wheelchair bound or somebody who's physically challenged traveler? So interestingly enough, um, sometimes places in Europe have better accessibility wow, than we do places. in the U.S. Now, here's how I want to uh, qualify that. If your neighbor just got back from, say, Paris or London, and they'll say, oh, it's so wonderful. I'm sorry, you'll never be able to go because, oh, the access, it's terrible. So here's what you want to do. If you want to go somewhere and you want it to be accessible, and it can be, Number one, you use a qualified travel agent to help you navigate all of this and find what you need. Then when I plan trips overseas, the first thing I do is to make sure there are tour guides in those locations that know what access is. 
that they understand what an accessible entrance is. They understand what it means to have an accessible bathroom. And we've been very fortunate. We've taken groups of people to South Africa, New Zealand, Israel, Northern Europe, Western Mediterranean, um, Ireland. It's been great. That's awesome. So one of my, um, uh, I guess you could say bucket, li bucket list trips is actually going on a safari uh, in Africa. So uh, We can do that. I <laughs> would just let you know that's one of my... Uh, uh, bucket list trips that I want to take. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. So, um, Deborah, how accessible are the ports uh, if you're going on a cruise, which I'll be going on next year with you guys? Yeah. How, how accessible are those ports? Like once you dock into Cozumel or Cancun, or uh, how accessible are those? Okay, so there's two types of ports when you cruise. There are those that you dock at land, and there are ports that you tender. And when it's a tender port, what that means is the waters are not deep enough for the ships to come in and dock next to land. So they drop anchor, and then the passengers have to make their way into a small boat. Typically, they use their lifeboats that they have hanging off the side of the ship, and they ferry people back and forth. Okay? Yes. When somebody calls me and says, oh, I want to go on a cruise. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to the Caribbean. So the first thing I do, if I find out they're a full-time wheelchair user or they, you know, have very poor mobility, they don't have good balance, my job then is to find an itinerary with no tender ports. Now, you'll find out, Ray, that we do not have any tender ports next year. However, there is a possibility that we will drop anchor, but these ports, now Cozumel, you'll dock next to land. Correct. Um, possibly in Roatan, a f large ferry boat will actually pull up where you can roll on and roll off. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know? Um, Especially for the wheelchair users uh, right. uh, that are in wheelchairs. And, and uh, I hope everybody that's in a wheelchair is listening to to Deborah because it's, uh, it's very vital. Yeah, so that's why it's important to have a travel agent that's knowledgeable about these things, that when you speak to, you know, understands, um, they ask questions like, well, do you use a manual or a power chair? Does it fold or it doesn't fold? Um, what other equipment do you need a Hoyer lift? You know, I hear in people's voices on the phone when I ask those kind of questions, like a sigh of relief, like, oh my gosh, she really understands. Yes, especially, you know, when I travel and stuff, I have to take my shower chair, I have to take a lift. Yes. And then on top of that, I've got my own regular wheelchair that I use on an every day. So you're looking at three pieces of equipment. Yes. And that's why it's so difficult for me to travel on uh, in an airlines because uh, imagine carrying three different uh, obstacles or equipment uh, it can be a, a pain getting all, all that on yeah there. well one good thing to know is number one airlines are not allowed to charge you for other medical equipment okay um, and then cruise ships they allow you to bring on whatever you need a lot of our clients will actually rent equipment. We work with companies who rent Hoyer lifts, they rent rolling shower chairs, 
you know, even I have clients who rent hospital beds to use in the cabin. Wow. So there's just a myriad of opportunities out there. And as far as like the, the rooms that are on the cruise ships, because I've never been on a cruise, uh, the rooms are pretty accessible and they're pretty large uh, for, for me to get my uh, lift in there and my shower chair and I guess my regular wheelchair, correct? Those that are accessible, you have to make sure you have an accessible Which mine will cabin. be, right? <laughs> it is, I promise you. Um, if it's not, you get my cabin. Yep. Right. <laughs> no, it is. Um, you have to be careful again, just like you have to be uh, careful about tender ports versus docked. Um, some cruise lines have cabins. They say, oh yeah, this is accessible, but it's not truly. It's modified. So what does that mean? That means it's got a couple of features that a person who maybe has some difficult, maybe uses a walker, you can use. But you and I can't use that cabin. Correct. Um, so I tend to use primarily cruise lines that don't differentiate. Accessible is accessible. You have a minimum of five foot turning radius in the bedroom part of the cabin, um, and a minimum of a five foot radius turning, uh, turning radius in the bathroom. You have a full roll-in shower, whether you use your own shower chair or the one that is attached to the wall. You have a handheld shower head, a roll under sink, uh, Deborah, what inspires you? Well, you know, my clients inspire me. And this uh, every day they inspire me because just when I thought I heard everything, I hear another story about somebody's misfortune that we're trying to turn into still having a positive life. And the other thing that inspires me is how good I feel with this career I've chosen. It certainly keeps me from ever feeling sorry for myself. Sure. Well, you've done really well for yourself and, uh, you know, 30 year career and you get to travel all across the world. Uh, what are the most interesting places that you have traveled as a physically challenged traveler? Well, South Africa was pretty interesting, you know, um, now, my husband and I went somewhere before I was a double amputee and I could get along better and it wasn't really accessible, but that was Northern India. Mm -hmm. That was an amazing destination. Uh, I love Europe, you know, I love the small villages and the old, old architect. Um, but when people say, okay, you've been all over, where's your favorite place? I'll tell them the beaches of Laguna Beach in Southern California oh, just really? stick me out of bench and I like to watch the waves. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, what would you tell someone who is physically challenged that is probably watching or listening to this show about travel? First thing I would tell them is, you know, life's not over <clears throat> and there's so much you can still do and still experience. I've built my business on being very honest with people. So if they want to go somewhere and it's not going to work because of their situation, I'm going to tell them that. But my mantra has become, it's all about just doing it differently. And we make it happen. Sure, we absolutely. make it happen. There's so much more that you can do than 
that then you can't do. Sure, absolutely. I have one more question I wanted to ask you about. Uh, so let's say we go into those ports and we dock there. How accessible are the vehicles to go inside or into the town to visit that that town? I mean, are there going to be a wheelchair van accessible with a lift? Is there going to be a car that you're going to have to transfer? Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, well, again, we try to pick locations where we know our guests are going to be able to go out and about and enjoy because that's what they're there for, right? So in Cozumel, they have a whole fleet of taxis with rear entry ramps. You wow, could, that's great. You know, put the engine on and go in there, right? Right. Um, some ports will have lifts um, and some ports don't have transportation. But those will be areas where you can get off and you can go around on your own. You know, you can go have a margarita, a good yeah. Mexican meal, you know. Um, so we make- There are a lot of things to do. Yeah, I'll tell you that Alaska, which you're not going to this time, right. Alaska is the number one choice for people with, uh, you know, wheelchair users because we can get fully wheelchair accessible tours in every port. And if it's a large motor coach, they typically have the lifts. If it's a van, they typically have the ramps. Great. It's awesome. Well, Deborah, I really appreciate you being on my show. Thank you. Uh, if uh, any of our listeners or viewers are out there and they want to reach you, what's the best way of communication? Okay, so my email or my website is Easy Access Travel, all spelled out. Uh, and then um, Easy Access Travel at gmail.com is a good uh, email. And my phone number, if anybody wants to take that, is 951-202-2208. I realize that is a California area code, but I am in the, uh, the Dallas area, so central time. And I look forward to hearing from any of you. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on Rolling with Ray podcast. And I really appreciate you being here. And I'm looking forward to March of 2024 <laughs> Me too. to go on my first cruise. <laughs> so if you're out there listening and watching, please don't hesitate to call Deborah. She will help you out. Thank you again for uh, watching. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Byrne Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Should you be looking for a good book to read, please pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. Until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots. Handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters. Whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Burn Foundation. The Grossman Burn Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support 
to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www.grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information.